What up, everybody? Welcome to the IAG Thursday thing, this thing that we do every Thursday. And uh, I actually hit record this time, so it should work. It should work. We're recording. People are asking me if you can listen to last week's. Unfortunately, you can't because I screwed up the exact way. I almost screwed this one up. But we hit the record button. We're doing stuff. Everything's good. Um, but yeah, last week, unfortunately, I'm not able to uh, to do anything with because I, uh, well, I screwed up. <laughs> My bad, guys. Um, long story short, though, um, I'd be lying if I said I had a ton of topics, but I definitely have lots of things to talk about. Um, so we, I, I think this is going to be a kind of all over the place show again, which is fine. Um, this is a new format for us. I, I want to let you guys know at any point, if you want to raise your hand to chat, um, you there, there's a button down on the bottom of the discord. And if you're listening to this in podcast form later on, we record these live inside of our discord and you can come in and listen to this. Um, and if you want to ask a question, you can raise your hand. There's a button to raise your hand. I can bring you up on the stage live. You can ask the question that way, or you can ask the question through our chat. We have a live chat going on at the same time. So if you hear me referring to the chat, that is what I am talking about. But um, these are recorded live. We are going to start bringing on guests and things like that. But we really want to just make sure we can get this out there correctly. It sounds right and everything's cool before I start bringing people on and doing anything too in-depth. Um, we definitely got more people this week. This is awesome. We got 16 in the crowd. Um, so let's uh, let's have a real quick chat about some of today's topics. The first thing I want to go over is, oh my God, that 22B of Colin McRae sold. That 22B of Colin McRae sold for $600,000. Actually, let me get the exact number for you because it was it was mind-blowing. Um, I have it in a chat over here. I'm trying to get to it. Hold on. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? $606,042. Yep, that is real. So anybody who says Subarus are not collector's items can bite me. $606,000 for... A glorified 90s shitbox. I don't care what anybody says. That is what it... I don't care how rare and awesome and epic a 22B is. It still has struts in the rear. It's still got a four-cylinder. It's still based on the base Impreza, which was designed to take your grandma to the grocery store in the middle of the winter. (laughs) Now, it is the most awesome version of that vehicle, and it is really sick. And a legend owned this thing, but six hundred thousand dollars. How crazy is that? I, I think it's awesome. Personally, I think it's fantastic, and the value of all of our cars should go up due to it, right? Spaz, what Spaz was saying is he's saying it's cheap. I actually agree with that. There were some quote unquote experts out there saying it might hit a mill. I didn't think that, but I was thinking half mill. That went a hundred thousand dollars over what I thought it was going to be. Josh Aldrich is already saying he wants to do a guest appearance on here. Well, Josh, you're not too far off of uh, being that guy yourself. So um, it would be super cool to have you on one of these days. One of the things I would like to do is when you get that car that you were building, that absolute monstrosity done, um, Foster, I know for sure, wants to do a uh, 
a build breakdown on your car. And I think it'd be a fantastic build breakdown, a uh, bunch of cool pictures, you know, bring the car out. We'll do a bunch of video on it. I think it'd be sick. Um, it's, it, it's, it's going to be great. And, you know, hopefully you continue to uh, talk shit and entertain because you, you do do a great job of that. <laughs> but $600,000, like seriously, chat, what do you think of that? I think that is absolutely insane. Super stoked to see that um, because that kind of uh, verifies what I've been saying for a while that one, these cars are special and two, they are going to become collector's items. Uh, A lot of people didn't think like a Chevy Nova would be worth anything because back in its day, it was a basic commuter car and they had the, like the Nova SS or whatever. Um, but a lot of the the muscle car build ones now are based off of base model Novas, and a good, clean Nova body will go for a ton of money now. Well, if that was in the 60s, you know, in, in the 90s, that was only 30 years, okay? Well, it's, we're, we're you know, <laughs> 2023, the 90s was 30 years ago. <laughs> so i'm just it's really like it it, it, this is all starting finding a clean gc chassis is going to start pulling big money finding a clean bug eye chassis is going to start pulling money just finding these cars in general whether they're stis or not but man if you've got an sti that's clean low mileage numbers match and all that noise things are going to start skyrocketing and we're going to need to keep those things on the on the road look how many you can't find a non-rod GC for less than 10k? I, I know you can't. It's unreal. Um, so look at, at like SEMA and PRI and look at the amount of the aftermarket that is still dedicated to keeping those cars on the road. And and look at, you know, we're not gonna be, we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? A lot of people are like, oh, they don't make these cars anymore. We're, we're not going to be... These cars aren't going anywhere. Um, honestly, the technology hasn't advanced much. So even the, the technology-driven um, folks are still going to be drawn to the lightest chassis or you know a particular chassis, the one they like the look of. Um, and they're going to throw whatever technological advances they want at it. But... To be honest, what Turbo Subaru can you pick up under 10K? A rotted out ass bug eye or a, uh, yeah, Adam is, is a, he, he hit it right on the head. What Turbo Subi can you pick up for under 10K? You can pick up a rotted bug eye. You could pick up a, uh, a borderline rod knock 200,000 mile legacy GT. Um, you can pick up what kind of flew under the radar was uh, Turbo Outbacks. Those are, are fairly cheap. But man, have you looked at some of the otter stuff? Like, try to go find a turbo Baja right now and what that goes for. Oh my God. It is nuts. And then finding one with a manual, dude, like just, just throw out 20K right now. <laughs> Don't let people know about the OBXT. I, why wouldn't we? It's just going to drive the value of years up, dude. <laughs> but yeah, the OBX, dude. That's what's up. They're actually cool cars. They're just they're legacy wagons on stilts, man. Um, and they're they're and honestly, the build quality of that generation Outback and um and uh 
and Legacy, they were great. Like, they were like European level as far as like interior, in my opinion. They were they were really nice. The doors closed with a nice thunk and the interior looked real good. And those are gonna start going for a lot too. So it'd be fun to put my drag shit in a Baja. Dude, it would be fun to put your drag shit in a Baja. Um, used Subaru pricing is just pressing to me. <laughs> it is unreal, dude. Legacy, your dad's Subi. You ain't kidding, but it's still a it's still a good unit, man. It's still a good unit. So I'm a. It's 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 crazy. Um, it's it, a lot of people were really worried that when the STI went away, that that we were going to, it was going to stop. And if anything, I think it might actually start taking off more. Like our business, we were worried it was going to slow up. And I think it has like took a bit of a breather a little bit. I think it's going to ramp up even harder because the less Subaru supports it, the more they're going to want us to support it. So uh, we're going to find a way. Uh, we are very, very reliant on Subaru right now. And I think the future will look like us being less reliant on Subaru for a lot of things. So we're going to have to find other ways to make things. Um, but the aftermarket will come through. The aftermarket will come through. You have two 5Gs? Dang, dude. That's what's up. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's also that. <laughs> So, so the Bronco, uh, we ain't going nowhere. I can tell you that uh, IEG performance. Um, it, like I said, with certain things that have happened the past couple of years and whatever, took a little bit of a breather. Now it's starting to ramp back up again. Um, but us um, tooling around with Broncos has more than kept the lights on. It's made us have to expand like crazy. So um, we're not going nowhere. <laughs> we're going to be here for a long time. Um, I think I see, uh, uh, Damien over there from, uh, from Renner, I think is listening right now. I'm trying to look at some of the people who are listening. Um, so we got Renner over there. I want to know if you guys are coming up to, um, grid life, um, at streets of willow. And are you coming to grid life? Um, Laguna. Because Streets of Willow is looks pretty wide open. I don't think that's going to sell out. Uh, I would love to. Uh, there's there is a small chance we're looking into it, trying to see what the situation is because that has become a points event. Um, we nobody was aware of it until literally like the last couple of days. That has become a points event. Therefore, we may slide out there for that. And uh, if you guys are going, it'd be cool. Streets, yes. Okay, that would be cool. I'd really like to hang out with some of you guys, and I know that's not too far from L.A., so that might be kind of cool. Yeah, there's a whole lot of weak records out there. That's kind of the reason we think we might need to go, because if anybody thought this points championship was locked up, I can tell you right now, boy, it is not. It is not. That's the closest track for us. How far away is it from your shop, dude? Waiting for an answer while I take a sip. 100 miles, that ain't bad. Okay. We're talking like two hours, something like that. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, it'd be really cool to see you guys. Um, you know, I don't know what the whole shop 
situation is out there, but some of the other local shops out there, you guys, Yemi, some of the other ones, I'd really like to see you guys. Um, practice car is good enough power-wise for that track. Definitely excited to hang out. I don't know much about that track other than messing around with a little bit in Gran Turismo. Um, I'm going to have to uh, try to scare it up in like a set of Corsa or something like that because I I don't think it exists in iRacing. Um, and I, I want to get some laps in there with something that makes some sense before we go. Um, just so I have a fairly good idea on how to get around it. Um, it's, it seems like one of those, uh, like a, a local advantage would go a long way there. Um, perfect for Miatas and S2Ks. How about, uh, 600 horsepower Looney Tunes Subarus? How, how about that? <laughs> Very good also. All right. Well, that's what I like to hear. Can't go wrong with that. Dylan, Dylan, I see you out in the chat. He says it's good for 600 horsepower Looney Tunes Subarus. So uh, let's see. Oh, okay. Big cars have issues. Yeah, I could see, I could see like a, uh, a heavier car having a problem around there. I think a vet's good everywhere, so I'm never going to count a vet out. Um, plus, with that really large, long last corner... I could also see uh, I, I could see cars with really well-developed arrow do well there, too. Uh, lots of slow corners, so having diffs is bitching coming out. Well, that's what I like to hear, and I like being bitching. Nothing better than that. Good arrow wins races. Well, that's the truth. Um, so um, next thing I want to talk about while well, we got time attack on the mind Starting in literally like an hour, um, World Time Attack Challenge is going to be firing up, guys. Um, in the chat, I'm going to drop the link. Um, but I'm going to be watching live on YouTube, and I think the rest of you should too. But there are a lot of badass Subarus, a lot of IEG-powered Subarus going to be in there. Um, and it's just, again, hashtag Subarus to the top. I'm really big on that. There are going to be some badass rides out there. Um, uh, type stop recording when you were on a... Okay, well... Oops. I wish you would have told me that. Okay, we'll test it. Yeah, if that works, I'd rather just do it that way. Then I could do it from my phone anywhere. That'd be sick. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. Um, we're trying a couple of different ways of recording this. I'm recording it on OBS. He's recording it through Discord, which is cool. And um, super cool. Okay. Thanks, Jordan. What a guy. I'm going to let you tell it to stop recording, though, Jordan. <laughs> but, okay, going back to World Time Attack. Some really insane stuff is going to World Time Attack. A lot of the, um, a lot of U.S., unfortunately, no U.S. Subarus are going to be over there. But um, a lot of the U.S. Time Attack um, contingency has went over there, including Ferris Khartoumi with that Looney Tunes vet of his. Um, he's going to show the Aussies what American horsepower looks like. Um, and... Um, Ryan Turk went over there with that really crazy um, Supra with the uh, Judd V10 um, formula engine in it. So that should be pretty sick, too. Um, I'd really like to I'd like to make that event someday. The problem with it. Will be I, I literally have to just let go of my car for a year like it, it, I'm basically shooting an entire season you know, in the toilet. I'm just, just flushing it for one event. 
I want to do it, but man, I have a hard time walking away from, from, you know, an entire season here. So we'll, we'll see maybe in the next couple of years, I'd really like to do some development of the car before we even brought it. Um, but we're getting there. Um, haven't seen that many crazy Subarus at one event in many years. It's bonkers for Subarus. Yeah. A ton, a ton of Looney Tunes Subarus. I do know that some of the Looney Tunes Subarus did run into some issues before the event. And it sounds like they're not going to make it. Um, I'm wondering if like a bunch of them are using the same fuel or something. Maybe, I don't know. We were going to try to get them parts, but there was just no way we could get them there um, in time for them to get them and install them. So I feel pretty bad um, for some of those guys. It just didn't work out, but um, I mean, that's racing, unfortunately. Um, My two cents uh, with an event that big is, like your drop dead time should be two weeks before the event minimum. So what are you going to do? Um, I don't know. I like who the hell am I supposed to, I can't say anything. I don't know what the situation is over there. And I know they hold this event at a certain time, because if you don't, it's like Looney Tunes hot or Looney Tunes cold. Australia is weird to me. I don't know how any of it works. So what the hell do I know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be nuts over there. Um, let's see. What else did I want to talk about? Um, support bit motorsports for, uh, world time attack says Mr. D Alex Butler. Um, the bitten guys are super cool. And by all means, we are definitely behind them. Um, Damien is talking about super stoked for the six cylinder to GC. Yeah. The God at Rex guys have this really badass, sick arrow GC and they've got a built, um, uh ej 33 in it so they've got the the six cylinder unfortunately it looks like the block itself cracked and they have a huge coolant leak um and they're calling it quits i'm just saying and i'm sure we maybe we should have instead of trying to send them parts we should have sent them dylan um just sir dylan on a plane with a whole bunch of jb weld because i mean the bob ross a time attack um, the Bob Ross of JB Weld himself could have got it done. I'm telling you right now, Dylan, Dylan knows how to seal some shit. And if he could seal my radiator with a shotgun wound in it, then I'm pretty sure Dylan could have sealed that hole in the block. No problem. Okay. And it wasn't like a hole. It was a crack and it was, it was a coolant jacket crack. And I really think not trying to be like a smart ass. I think JB Weld could have fixed it. I don't know. Maybe they don't have JB Weld in. Australia. What the hell do I know? No one's like, let's go. Yep. Throw him on the effing plane. <laughs> Heard it was a Dewey gun blast. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, it was. It was bad. <laughs> it's called Rue Glue. Okay. That, that's I, I'm telling you, we need to get JB Weld. We need to. We need to get them to sponsor up, dude. Um, I, I seriously think. Um, if we do wrap this championship up, we need to take some pictures. We need to tag JB Weld and we need to go, look, we won this championship due to you. <laughs> let's let's talk. Um, West Virginia Chrome, that's what's up. <laughs> Duct tape, West Virginia Chrome. Oh, that's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah, duct tape gets it done, too. Uh it, if you see in the the picture we got for the uh the thumbnail of this thing um we 
there's a bunch of orange tape on the front of Boogie. We ran out of the black tape we normally run. And uh, Dylan just grabbed this orange tape. God, it looks awful. And then we, we ended up setting our fastest time with this orange tape. And now Dylan's like, well, now we got to run orange tape. I'm like, we can't. It doesn't match the car in any way. So I'm going to try to find some like anything but orange tape, blue, pink. I'll, I'll put black back on it. But Dylan's Dylan's about that orange, man. And we're not putting camo tape on the effing car. Damn it, Dylan. <laughs> Oh no, you won't see it. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Real men wear pink. That's what's up. No, we're not. We're not. It's not happening. Stop, Dylan. <laughs> True reflective ducting tape. I have a bunch of that, but that shit's expensive. Yeah, like HVAC tape. Then you could kachow like lightning. <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's move to Discord. Uh, Batnav, I'm not sure who you are, but um, it would be cool if you changed your name. If not, I understand. Um, but, uh, yeah, we moved it over here because we're going to start doing this as a podcast. Um, the cool thing about this is you can listen to it on Discord, and it, it, especially if you download the app, and you don't have to have your phone open like you do with Facebook or something else so you don't kill your phone. And it's not like... 90% of the people who are listening to this after the fact were listening to it like it was a, a podcast anyway. So this will make it easier and we can we can post these in a few different spots to where they're easy to get to. We're going to try to set them up on like Google Podcasts and Apple whatever podcast thing. Um, that's kind of the plan. OK, um, so then you can you can listen to a bunch of them at once if you really want to. Um what I really want to do, like I said, this is this is more of a, a test than anything. I want to start bringing on more people like, um, you know, Damien would be cool to have on. I'd like to bring in guys from uh, IEG shops all over the country. I'd like to bring in prominent Subaru people. Um, I'd like to maybe have roundtable discussions with a bunch of different people. Um, and it's real easy because you can just have them on with a phone and now you don't need a video. You don't need to do it through video or anything else. You can, anybody can pop on with their phone and it's super nice. Um, never had an invite till today, which is sick. Well, now you got it. It's nice to have you on, bud. Um, we, we're going to try to keep growing this. And if you guys can do us a favor, share it, man, share our discord, share the link, tell everybody what we're trying to do here. Um, cause I, I really want to get. I want to grow this into a big community. Um, I think the maximum we can have in the audience is a hundred or maybe it's 50. And I think if we do some shenanigans, we can actually make it larger. And if we need to, we will. Um, so that's the live audience part of this, but recording as many people we want to listen to it can listen to it. And I think that's super cool. Um, no reality. This is just so that's the problem I have with this right now is to do an audio show. You really need somebody to, to bounce it off of. So this is it's it's different when you've got visual stuff to play with. But right now, all you guys got is me talking. <laughs> Server boosts make the stage bigger. Well, that's what I like to hear. Jordan, we'll uh, we'll probably boost the stage if we need to. Um, Steph misses your face, though. She got your picture on her. <laughs> Uh, tell Steph I love her to pieces. Um, never had an invite till today, which is sick. All right. So, um, yeah, 
Like I said, World Time Attack starts in, it's saying two hours. Is it really two hours? I thought it was one hour. Maybe it is two hours. Let's see. Let me reload the thing. In 109 minutes. So, yeah, about two hours. 6.15 p.m. Eastern time. So, yep. Um, you guys definitely should be watching that, though. Um, it's, it's, it is the world stage of time attack currently. Um, I think that track is actually set up really well for big aero cars. I think it's pretty cool. Um, Jordan says he's going to live stream it here. That would be pretty fun. Um, it might be something that if you guys really wanted to, maybe we could live stream it here and do a, uh, do kind of a watch party kind of thing. If you guys were down, um, that might be fun. So where, where are we at? We're only about 26 minutes in. I have not done anything yet. Um, I did get a couple of suggestions from you guys. Um, I, I, we have a topic thread going and I'd really like to keep topics going in this. Um, and, and questions that you guys would like to ask on, um, we'll just keep it this week or, or I think we're just going to keep this going, but I might bust it out if we start getting a bunch in there for week to week. Um, let me see. What do we got? We talked about world time attack. Um, Oh, Mr. Butler's got a good one. Okay, we'll we'll talk Josh first. I'm on to track preparation, safety, driver's aid, must-haves, do's and don'ts, lap timers, electronics, essential tools. Okay, we can kind of go over that. Let's uh, like I'll just kind of puke some stuff out of my my mind, and we'll we'll go from there. So we're talking about track prep. This is a question from Josh Aldridge, um, asking about uh, track preparation. Safety gear, driver's aids, yada, yada, yada. So Josh is looking to get into more like what I'm doing with street mod time attack. He's getting into some serious time attacks. So there's a couple of different levels of safety. If you're just going to yield track day for your first time. You need a helmet. Other than that, you really don't need much. Make sure your car is in, in good operating condition and you need a helmet. Okay. If the thing is... If you've got a, if it's your first time out there and you've got a boatload of horsepower, um, I'd recommend maybe getting a hold of your tuner and tell them to dial it way the hell back. Okay, but start with that. Um, the first thing you're going to run into, most people run into, is issues with temperature. Okay, um, I'm actually going to copy and paste this in the chat so I can keep reading off of this because I am ADHD. Uh, yes, tell your tuner. Like Tim said, Tim's been doing a lot of tuning lately. Um, tell your effing tuner. Um, if when you go to get a tune, let's just, that's actually a really good topic. Let's have this topic. When you go to get a tune, okay? When you go to get a tune and you please pass this on to your friends, tell your tuner what you are going to do with a car, okay? If you're going to drive it around on the street and every once in a while make pulls with it, your tuner's probably going to keep it on the spicy side because it's going to feel more entertaining and he's not worried about you doing 20-minute sessions in the damn thing. If you're going to go drag racing with the car, tell the tuner you're going to go drag racing with the car. They will tune it appropriately. If you are going to the track or you are going and doing time attack or you're doing HPDE or you're doing endurance racing, Tell the freaking tuner what you're doing with the damn car. 
Because it does change how they will approach the tune. Okay? It changes how you approach the tune. I, I, it would be very easy for Boogie to make 800 right now. We turn that thing up, we can make 800. For a drag pole or two, it would be fine at 800. I ain't going to make a full lap around Lime Rock at 800. Okay? Like, that's not... It, it, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Okay? These engines, you, you have to approach them with some sanity, and the temperatures will go absolutely nuts. And just because an engine can handle that for a short burst doesn't mean it's going to be able to handle it for, you know, wide open throttle for long periods of time. If you're going to be doing highway pulls, things of that nature, be honest with your tuner. You don't have to hide it from your tuner. Tell them what you're going to do with it. The last thing the tuner wants is your shit to blow up. And to be perfectly honest, let's take one step back from that. When you are going to build this vehicle for whatever you're going to do, have a conversation with who's putting it together on what you're going to do with the damn car. When it, I have this talk all the time and it drives me up the wall. So somebody will be like, yeah, man, I'm looking for like 600 horsepower, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, what are you doing with a car? Well, that's actually their answer is I want 600 horsepower. What do you want 600 horsepower for? What do you want to do? I mean, 600 horsepower, it can pretty i mean if you just want to make a number to show it on instagram that's no problem you can even do that with a stock location turbo if you want it to be good um you know for a street setup there's a different approach um i would it'd be a different turbo that i tell you to go with if you want to use it on track be a completely different turbo engine combination everything once again what are you doing with the car okay um it matters it really, really matters. What's good for one thing is not good for something else. Okay. An FP will make 600 for 50 RPM, but it made 600. <laughs> so Instagram is happy. So all they're going to take a picture of is a really ugly looking dyno graph. And then what the peak numbers are, you know, when your TDO four has a better area under curve. Um, So it can't stress it enough. Uh, make sure you're, you're building the car for what you're going to use it for. And you have to be honest with yourself. Highway pulls are extremely hard on a car. You'd be surprised. Highway pole builds and track builds look very similar because you're wide open throttle for really long periods of time. Um, <laughs> does, but the TDO five L is better spool and can stand a high boost. I, what do you consider high boost? How about this? Stock location turbos suck past 450. That's the answer. Um, just because you can make 600 doesn't mean you should. Okay, so, you know, if there's any bit of advice that comes out of this, I want people to take that away. Be honest with yourself with what you're going to do with the vehicle. Because if you're not, when you're talking to people, you're going to get different answers as to what they what they believe you should be doing you need to make sure everybody's on the same sheet of music but let's say you're you have a tune you have all this stuff and you already built it maybe you built it for drag racing and you're like i want to go to the track now get a hold of your damn tuner and at least have them turn it down okay or you're set up for street use 
and you don't tell your tuner that you're going to be heading out to do 20 minute sessions on the track. It's a different story. Tell your tuner to dial it back. Most of the time, most tuners will do it for cheap or free. They have your map already. They'll just pull some boost and timing out of it. It's not a big deal. Okay. Just talk to your tuner for God's sakes, please listen to me. I'm, just, I'm really trying to help you. <laughs> I promise. Um, I mean, you can go blow your shit up. That's fine too. I will uh, be more than happy to sell you another engine. I'm easy to find. Call me up here at IG. Ask for Dewey. James is a great option too. Um, for some point, so but the drag ship have kids watch on the weekends. I mean, I, I don't know. What do you want? <laughs> so hill climbs and drag strip. Okay. Um, doesn't take long when you already tune the car. Exactly. Uh, Tim, like I said, does a lot of tuning. Um, if, if I guarantee like Tim, if Tim were to have tuned somebody's car, Graham, same situation. I'm sure a bunch of the rest of the tuners out there are like this. They tune the car for a certain thing. The car is tuned. Okay, if you get a hold of them and go, hey, I'm thinking about taking it to the track. Are you okay with me taking this tune to the track? More than likely, they're going to go, hey, let me find your stuff, take a look at it. And they're going to go, eh, let me pull a little bit out here and there. Here, you're, you'll be good to go. They'll shoot the map over to you, upload it to the car, you're good to go. Whether you're on a standalone, you're on an access port, whatever you're being tuned with. Do them a favor. It matters. Um, yeah. That's, that's, we, we went on a little mini rant there. And rant. I love ranting. Um, other than that, yeah, I, uh, that was a good rant. Um, I'm open for questions. So anybody wants to uh, raise their hand and chat, uh, I am going to go a little bit on a uh, grid life rant right now. I'm a little pissed. Um, long story short, the for the longest time, um, there were 11 events on the calendar. It was advertised as 11 events. It showed 11 events in the points, 11 events, 11 events, 11 events. Even in the, the, the spreadsheet for the points, it showed 11 events. And then miraculously in the past couple of days, it's now 12 streets of willow has become a points event. It wasn't before. I'm pretty pissed off about that because that has major ramifications. What once wasn't mathematically possible now is. Now we have to seriously consider changing a lot of our schedule to make stuff work, which we might be doing. Um, so this is why there's talk of going to streets. Oh, what happened with the safety talk? My bad. Hey, you know what? Let's go back to that. I'm going to go back to that. Connor, I'm so This is why I need a co-host. This is why I need a co-host. I need a co-host. One day, Dylan's not going to be so busy. He can just co-host with me. But poor Dylan's got like 8 trillion things to do. I got sidetracked for the tune rant. Okay, I'm going to go back up. I'm going to finish this up. All right. Track preparation. We're going to do that. And I'm going to come back and bitch about grid life. You guys have to remind me to bitch about grid life because I'm pretty angry about that. But going back to this. So if you're just going with a very stock, normalish car, you need a helmet. Okay. And an easy tune. We already went over that. But if you've got some serious horsepower and you're tuned for it, you may want to think of some other things. 
I know it seems kind of stupid to think, well, I don't have a lot of like, I, I, I may not have an oil tank inside of my car and I'm not strapped in all that crazy. Get a freaking suit. Okay. Get a suit, get boots, get gloves. Okay. These matter. If you are trapped inside a car and your car catches on fire, you will be so happy you have them. They literally will give you like it's it's like 90 seconds of in the middle of flames to get the hell out. It will save your damn life. It is no joke. Okay. So um, the other thing is if you start going to a few track days, if you, you have a larger powered car and you're you are worried about it. There's some really good fire extinguisher kits that just bolt right to the front of your your passenger, like on the front of the passenger seat to the seat bolts right on the floor. They're real easy to pull out. A fire extinguisher is a really good idea, and it can save you a ton of money, an absolute ton of money. Fire extinguisher is a good idea. Um, I don't believe that's 100 percent where he was going with this, but we're going to get into driver aids, must haves, do's and don'ts, yada, yada, yada. So. Other things that you may want to think about having on your your first couple of track days, um, I don't want you looking at times at all. I just want you going out there and getting comfortable with the car and the format. And and even with uh, time attack, your first couple of time attacks, not that worried. You're going to be out doing HPD. Once you get to the time attack level, um, that's when you're going to want to start thinking of data. Now, base level time attack, we're talking like street stuff like that, where you're just dipping your toes in. You're probably not going to be competitive, but you're trying to find time. Harry's lap timer works really good. It's an app you can pick up for your phone and it, it gives you the basic data. You need to know if you're up or down on time, gives you decent predictive time. It's, it works really well, but the next step up from that, you're going to get into like an aim solo and the aim solo is, is really good. And most coaches and people at track events know how to use aim data plus with fire laps this new program i've been working on it's it's all web-based it is stupid easy to use aim data now and it even has if you you pay the little extra it's even got lap coaching built into it and it'll tell you where you can pick up time fire laps is really really good okay so you do fire laps with um, with an aim solo. Um, it can be you could pick up a used one or one of the new ones. Aim solo twos. I will tell you the aim solo DL. So that 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 is designed to plug into our, the OBD two port and pull pull more data to help you. Um, does not play well with Subaru ECUs for some reason. So I would skip the DL. Now the new Garmin is really good too. If you're still trying to learn to drive the car, um, a Garmin can go a long way. So this sticks up in your dashboard. It's got this big screen and it'll yell at you as you're driving to tell you to brake later, turn in sooner, hit the gas sooner. And then when you come off the track, you park and you pull the thing off your dashboard and it'll go through the whole lap with you and tell you where you can change up stuff. It's really good for base level coaching and getting you up to speed. The new Garmin is great. Can't stress that enough. I haven't used the Apex Pro a ton, but I hear great things about that too. The Apex Pro is really nice. Um, the only thing I don't like about the Apex Pro is it's kind of like 
It tells you the maximum amount of grip you can have within a corner, but it's not giving you predictive lap times. So I can't tell if I'm up or down on time just by that. So that's why I really like my aim stuff. I've used an aim dash, which is kind of like a dash that also has an aim solo built in. And it's giving me predictive lap times in, in one of the RPM gauges that we added to it. So every dot green is a tenth of a second faster and every dot red is a tenth of a second slower. So I can tell if I'm up or down on time. It's really helpful with time attack, especially when the goal isn't the end result of 50 laps or something. It's I need one lap time and your tires may aren't going to be in their prime condition the entire session. So you need to know if you have to abort a lap midway through it, you're like, I screwed that corner up. I just lost all my time or something new. I tried didn't work. You didn't know if you need to abort that lap and save your tires and run another lap. Super helpful. Having something with predictive lap time. Um, does fire labs work with Harry's or other timers like apex pro? Uh, fire labs does work with apex pro. I don't know if it works with Harry's or not. Um, fire labs is really good though. And I am, I am so ADHD and, and scatterbrained. And I, I don't, I, I think my brain just doesn't function with the aim software and it's really hard for me to use. Firelapse has this other little small program you download called Spark that makes pulling data from your aim really easy. It'll connect to your aim wirelessly and pull the data and upload it into Firelapse for you. Stupid simple. It is stupid, stupid simple. Can't stress enough. Definitely check it out. Um, so getting into low-level data, there's that's where you're going to start finding time really fast. And especially if you can start comparing data to other people. That's where you're going to you're going to be able to go. Why am I slower here? You know, why are they faster there? What where's our difference? I'm killing them on the straight, but they're killing me on the corners. What can I do? Am I breaking too soon? These guys are breaking at this point. Why? You know, there's you'll learn a lot if you have if this is one of the reasons the Corvettes are so fast in GLTC. They're all sharing data. OK, so. These cars are very similar with them all sharing data. They're all learning from each other and they're hive mining themselves faster. If you have you and multiple people can all share data, the more of you that get together to share data, the faster you're going to get. Even in my situation, I spent the weekend helping Graham at, uh, at, at mid Ohio. While I was trying to find time, I was also helping Graham find time. He was using one of the new garments, but just, Coaching with Graham was making me go through things in my head as I'm saying this to him. And it was making me faster because I'm thinking about how to make Graham faster. So it, it helps. Um, I, I Again, can't stress enough. Um, that's going to go a long way. Um, and hive mining stuff like that is huge. Now, you're going to hit a point, and I'm at this point right now, where... You're going to need something else, okay? Whether it be more seat time or whether it be coaching or a, a combination of both. The problem with time attack cars versus a car that can just turn a million laps, you know, you get a BRZ and don't, don't feed it a ton of horsepower. You can turn a ton of laps in that and have a great time and learn a lot, okay? And that plus data will teach you a ton. But on the... uh 
on the flip side of that, like boogie, I can't run 20 minute sessions flat out and boogie. So I got to do laps right away. Um, one of the things that helped me a lot and it's not at the track, but I cannot stress enough. Sim racing will go a long way. It will go a long way. Um, even if it's a really basic sim, like you pick up a, you know, a basic Logitech wheel and you're playing Forza. Um, you're going to learn a lot from that. You're going to learn corner entry, corner exit, where you can find time. Your brain's going to get in the right spot. You know, some, some of it won't translate. The fear of dying won't translate exactly well. But um, if you can, um, pick up a, a good sim. Um, you know, it's, it's killer for the offseason. It really is. It's worth them. You will find time with this. Pick up a sim. If you can do VR, do VR because you're going to be able to see distance and and run iRacing. Um, iRacing will teach you an absolute ton. Even if you're in a different type of car than you're used to using, it's going to force you to get in that mindset. And it's going, especially with Time Attack, it's going to force you to, because you have to qualify and then you, you've got to go race, it's going to put you on the spot. Okay, it's going to make you go right now. It's going to it's going to help with your critical thinking skills in the moment. It's really good. Super good. And that's something that helped me out a ton. I miss the momentum that cheap sim setup does not have. Yeah, I get it. But you you learn a lot, especially if you you have a uh, uh, VR headset, a VR headset. There's lots of micro movements you don't realize are happening. And with a fixed display, you don't get those. But with a VR headset, you get a little more of that fear and you get a little more of those micro movements and your body reacts to them the same way. It's going to take you a couple days to get used to it. You'll probably get sick the first time, but it's worth it. Get used to it and, and use the shit out of it. Um, let's get back up to this. Uh, essential tools for repairing data. Okay, well, we kind of went over the tools for data um, to a degree. Um, one of the things that might be worth grabbing is one of those... Uh, um, like infrared temp gauges, uh, you can tell a lot from your tire temps, um, just from those, your tire temps are going to really help you figure out if you need to, uh, run more camber or not. Um, so it, it, having a, a friend, just as you pull off track, check some, um, um, inside middle outer tire temps on all four as fast as they can write them down. You'll learn a lot that way. You need a good tire pressure gauge. Can't stress this enough. It is vitally important. Vitally important. The other thing you're going to need is a good torque wrench with you. Um, some basic tools. Um, I, I highly recommend getting a jack and anything you need to do brake pads, bleed brakes, things like that. So you're going to want a basic tool set um, when you're starting to get into time attack. When you start getting crazy into time attack, get ready to need. Just get a freaking trailer and bring everything. Put your entire damn garage in there. You'll need it. All the time. The more you have, the better. The thing that you go, I don't think I'm going to need this, and you don't bring, you will need it. Yes. Literally have the shit you need. JB Weld. Random hoses. Goofy-ass material for this, that, or the other thing that you may need to build. Bring a Sawzall. Bring everything you need. At what point do you buy a toy hauler? Yes. Um, yeah, it, we started bringing a spare trans. 
And at one point, I, I would really like to bring a spare engine. I would. And it's something we're probably going to look into is we'd like to bring a spare engine. And it's something that like, if you want to compete at, you know, at the bleeding edge of time attack, it's something you should consider. It's something you very much could, should consider. I know it seems nuts, but it's the truth. Uh, but not a spare signed dollar. Yeah. Bring dollars. Singles. They're helpful. <laughs> bring a bucket, Ian says. Yes. For God's sakes, bring a freaking bucket. The bucket is more useful than you even realize. One, it can become an emergency catch can. Two, it can, it, when you go use the shower, nothing is better than using a five-gallon bucket to put all your shit in and go to the shower, and you can sit it on the shower floor, and your shit doesn't get wet. Bucket. If you need something to sit on, bucket. You need to throw some nuts and bolts and some shit that you're working on, bucket. I'm telling you, dude, Beveline, they were dead nuts on with that shit. Giving away buckets at grid life events, buckets. That's what it's about. You're about these streets, buckets. That's what's up. Buckets, dude. I'm, I, I can't stress enough. Bucket. <laughs> There's so many uses for a bucket. It, it, it'll blow your mind. Five-gallon bucket works. I'm telling you, just ye old cheap five-gallon bucket. Um, milk crate's okay, but it's got holes in it. Okay? Bucket. Obviously, you didn't hear me, Josh. Bucket. I feel like I'm uh, Uncle Drew. You remember uh, Kyrie Irving dressing up as an old guy and playing basketball? You don't know about these streets, young blood. It's about buckets. That's what's up. It's about buckets. <laughs> you don't even know, man. Um, you don't even know. That's some real IEG insider shit right there. Buckets. Pass that. That's it's really what you need. Okay. An extra set of wheels and tires is something you'll end up getting to, especially if you're doing time attack at a higher end. You may want to have a rain set, um, especially with the way the format works now. Um, and maybe a your old set have two that you're rotating out and you have a set of tires that's pretty worn and then a, a, a set of like just barely broken in beautiful brand new tires for the prime sessions or the sessions you need to get into. Don't forget the cinder blocks. Eh. So, yep. Buckets. Oh, man. Okay. And then uh, we had one more question in there. Let's get to that because I think I, I pretty much hit that. Let's, uh, let's go get that. Mr. Butler, as you drive, do you get into the zone prior to a time attack session, especially now that you have a car prep? Okay. This is, a, this is actually a good question. This is more uh, of a driver question, but I, I'm more than happy to answer it. It's not so much an IEG question, but I, I'm I'm down now that IEG, um, we we kind of committed and we we've sent help. Okay, so now that I have the the biggest reason I'm doing the bingle, biggest single reason I'm having we are having the success we are this year is because Dylan and Ian have been at the track with me. Okay, and Dylan and Ian have taken basically the car prep side of this out of my hands. 
which honestly, I get annoying with this because it's freaking me out. But I'm getting better at, at putting myself in the right mindset for it. So I have this time now to do things like go over data. I've never been able to do that. Okay. So going over data has been huge. Um, you know, trying to see what, and it's helping me because I'm not going out there stressed out. It's helping me notice small things like my feet were slipping off the pedals. So we added some grip tape to the pedals and that was worth time, like serious time. Um, it's, it's, it's huge. Um, so, but as far as mindset goes, I've, a lot of times I was so stressed out that I really, I, I, I didn't have a chance to like, think about it. Um, I'm a, I'm a pile of nerves. Okay. Before big sessions, I, a lot of you guys probably don't even know this. I puke before most big sessions. Like, and it ain't a small amount of puke. It's everything that's in my stomach. I cannot eat breakfast during events. I'll, I'll yak. And, and it, like, there was a whole pile of it behind my trailer at, at Lime Rock. This is no joke. Um, and I like, so me getting over that and just getting my stomach to not do backflips before I hop in this rocket ship and fire myself around the track is, is a task in itself. Um, and then one more time, one more reason to have a bucket because sometimes you need a bucket. <laughs> uh, it's being able to, I, I like to get in the car a little bit early and I like to, I, I like to kind of visualize stuff. That's why I've been this year. I've been trying to get out to the, the, the cold pit um, like the staging lanes a lot early, earlier. So I I've been trying to get out there so I can like kind of get in my own brain, um, visually go through the track a little bit in my head, think about what I need to improve. Um, but it, it, I can tell you all this thing, all this stuff, everybody's brain works differently. Like, um, I was having a conversation with Ido Waxman, who is uh, currently like running away with Street GT. Um, and he's kind of like my spirit animal, but our brains work drastically different, drastically different. Ido is super methodical. Okay. And Ido needs to get his brake markers right every single time. So when he's going, he, he's got an exact mark for everything he's doing. I, my brain doesn't work that way. I drive very, very analog. Now, is it correct? I don't know. But what I can tell you is weird conditions. If it's hot or cold or whatever, it doesn't really affect me all that much because I just kind of drive the car with whatever it feels. Um, when you have somebody who's driving very, I guess, digital would be the, the alternative to that. They're going to drive the car very much to certain points. Okay. They're trying to hit brake markers and turn in at the exact time. And um, I'm figuring it out mid corner. Like I, I'm, I'm in the same ballpark, but like, I, I feel like if I learned anything from the past couple of years, especially from, from using the SIM, it's, I need to look further ahead. And when you look further ahead, you start to realize you can get on the throttle earlier or, 
maybe you didn't make that corner quite the way you needed to. But if you keep looking ahead, you'll naturally go where you want to go. And a lot of that stuff, I'm not looking at exact markers and stuff. I'm just looking really far ahead. I'm trying to trying to work it out as I go. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I'm I'm I I've got my particular markers, but I'm looking at a break marker of going. Okay, I'm gonna hit it just before the five marker. I'm gonna hit the brakes right there. Okay. When Ito's going, there's a crack in the fricking pavement that's like three inches before the five marker um that i i go full into the brakes on and turn in exactly where this cricket is you know like it's it's i'm i'm looking at stuff on a more macro level when a lot of these guys are looking at stuff on a on a micro level um so um does track walk does walking the track help for me it helps immensely because when you walk stuff you feel things that you don't realize are there, especially things like camber or how a, how a curb is actually set up. Uh, uh, if there's a track walk that'll help you more than anything, it's lime rock. There are certain curbings that you can't touch. It'll throw the car to space, but there are some curbings that actually have a bit of their a, a bit on camber and you, you can hook wheels on and gain a ton of time with. So there's like certain curbing you need to use certain curbing. You don't, but a lot of them all look the same. And if you don't go and walk over the top of them, you won't realize it. So walking the track is massive. If you ever get a chance to walk, walk, always do it. Always walk the track. Um, yeah. And you can also feel the different types of pavement. Um, NJMP was a really big one for that. The pavement, there's certain patches of the pavement that are just freakishly sticky compared to other patches of pavement. Um, it's really crazy. Um, and you don't really realize it until you walk over it and you're like, oh my God, like it, this is like really sticky in this one spot. And it, it, you, you can, there's lots of time to be had if you find those little nuances. And that's, that's what it's about. Um, is finding stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, as far as getting into the zone, I'm probably not the right person to ask about that, but, um, being able to take the time to try to get in the zone instead of like freaking the fuck out because my car is on fire or something silly before I go out there. Um, I'd, I'd rather have the um, I'm overthinking it than I have no time to think. I'm I'm still trying to find that balance though. <laughs> Dylan helps the best he can, but it's rough. <laughs> um, test track to feel banks on turns. What about reaction time? Um, reaction time is one of those on track is one of those uh, overrated things as far as lap times go. It's not an overrated thing as far as uh, wheel-to-wheel racing goes, but as far as lap time goes, um, reaction time, unless we're talking about drag racing, um, I'd rather you be smooth and slightly miss your mark, I guess, than be twitchy and hit your mark. You're going to end up faster being smooth. Um, And there's there's different... uh, A lot of people think 
smooth or twitchy means how fast you're moving the wheel. That's not true at all. And don't get me wrong, fast hands are something you need to really like reach top levels. Look at look at Tom O'Gorman when he drives. Um, but um, you you a, a lot of people tend to like really wrench on these cars, throwing way too much steering angle and uh, um, upset the car quite a bit. And that's that's not helping you either. So. Um, well, I'm going to open the, the floor up. Anybody want to, uh, raise their hand, ask a question? Um, you know, we'll give it a couple of minutes and remember to keep bitching about, oh yeah, let's bitch about grid life. mf son of an mf for f and f f f f f f in the chat. Oh, we'll bring Dylan in here because he's going to bitch too. Dylan, let's bitch about grid life. Hello. Hey, man. Yeah, how how are we doing? How's that? Uh, how's that secret project going? Um, probably T minus an hour. We're gonna go drive it. Oh, I love hearing that, man. I bet you that's a huge relief to you too. And so I'll I'll give it a snippet because I've been listening the whole the whole uh, Discord. Okay. Um, it, it is a two door, just like your car. I'll uh, yep. I'll spill the beans on that. Okay. So I heard it may be a, a reddish color too. I don't know. It is this beautiful candy. Yes. So, <laughs> so let's bitch about grid life real quick. Those some yeah, bitches just... tossed in a freaking event. We're out here trying to win a damn ship and they just like magically threw in an extra event and that totally changes the entire concept of how points could work out. Well, not only that, but kind of like, you know, so obviously we were prepared to go to Heartland and, yes. um, and kind of go have some fun out there. And we weren't really expecting to go to uh, Willow Springs by any means. Like that, that wasn't even on our radar. And so today I had noticed when they had posted the point standing turn um, that there is now 12 events and no longer 11 as of like today, <laughs> today, hey, literally night. today. This is when everybody found this out was today. <laughs> so with Willow Springs, like 22 days away, less than 22 days away, you know, this um, brings into a whole different category because not only is Willow Springs or sorry, Heartland 22 days away. And I could be wrong on that, but it's somewhere around there. Yep, it's something um, right in there. You know, the weekend after that is Willow Springs. So where the champions, you know, the championship's so close in points and a lot of things going on, and then obviously we're trying to stay on top. We now have to consider, well, do we go to Heartland? Do we go to Willow Springs? Um, do we then, do both? <laughs> you know, well, the logistics would be absolutely crazy because if we did Heartland with the anticipation of also going to Willing Springs, we would literally have to race Heartland, get done racing, get in the truck, and drive to Willow Springs, and then essentially plan the car and everything else to stay out there until Laguna. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a wrench. And and so uh, people understand who might be listening to this who aren't aware of the distance of this, okay? 
IEG, oh, yeah. IEG performance is where the car is currently. And that is sitting, that's in Westminster, Maryland. Okay. The next race is at Heartland, which is in Topeka, Kansas, literally the dead center of the country. We're already planning on going to that. Okay. And then a week later, on the literal polar opposite side of this effing continent is an event that they just, they, they say they didn't add it in the whole time it was supposedly on there, which is fine. Supposedly it was a mistake. Either way, it hasn't been, it, 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 they weren't saying it was a points event until literally today. Okay. And then, so now, that's one week later on the opposite side of this continent. We were already planning on going to Laguna, but that was another, what, month or so out? So now yeah, we're talking about another event on the other side of the continent, okay? Yeah. That we need to fit in. And, it, like, yeah. it's, oh, my God. Um, so logistically, it's pretty crazy. Um, and, I'm, you know, we'll, I'll have to talk about it more. Spaz, I'm I'm, 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 I want to correct you right now. It was not on the spreadsheet. It was. It has not been on the point spreadsheet until literally today. So if that's the spreadsheet you were talking about, it was not on the point spreadsheet till literally today. It went Heartland Laguna. Well, maybe earlier this week, but it, it till it, it definitely wasn't there post Lime Rock. I'm actually gonna jump off of here. I got, uh, I got. Team you got shit there. to do, bud. I just wanted to bitch with you. I'm happy you came on. I might jump back on, but go ahead and boot me out because I'm gonna be grinding away. Yeah, you do your thing, and uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna be ending this thing here pretty quick. But uh, you know, um, we'll see you later, dude. I miss you, man. Sounds good. Man. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll see you sooner than later. I'll turn around. To you. I hope so. I gotta figure out how to kick you out again. Move to audience. Yeah, see you, dude. Yeah. All right, bye. Yeah. Big mad. <laughs> oh, man. Big mad about that. Because it, it logistically, it screws a lot of people up, is all I'm saying. Um, if we're looking at this, this at, uh, if we're looking at it like this, anybody who is in contention for a title should be looking at it like this, too. Like, holy shit, that's worth points now. Should we go take a look at that? Whether they do or not is kind of irrelevant. It's should they or not. Um, and, you know, I, conversations have been had with some of the powers that be, and I will have conversations with the rest of the powers that be on it, but it's, it's aggravating. Um, Willow and Laguna would make a ton of sense if those were a week apart. You could knock two out in the same trip. That'd be sick. Willow's got me a little scared, though. I've never been there, and I'm just really worried about going off and breaking something. Am I crazy for feeling like that? You've been there. I haven't. Um, I feel like I've seen, like, the donut guys fly off and smack rocks. That scares the shit out of me. I don't want to smack rocks. But I don't know. Let me know. I don't know, you guys. What do you think? Tell me in the chat. Um, if anybody else wants to raise their hand, you got a couple extra minutes, and then I'm going to bolt because I still got to finish the day off. Birch is rock proof. Well, 
Birch is cheap. I'm not worried about that. I'm more worried about the thing under the birch. And under the birch is a very low-hanging header because of a very low-hanging dry sump. So, I DM'd you to chat about Willow. Okay. We will, we will chat about Willow in a DM. Um, but, yeah. It's coming quick, folks. 6.15. Um, about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 10 minutes, hour and five minutes, actually. Let's just call it an hour. Um, World Time Attack will be live. Definitely watch that and support our super brethren. We're doing a watch party. I think we should. Um, I think we're going to get Jordan to help us out. Jordan, everybody, uh, applaud Jordan. Um, he's our, uh, he's been helping us build this, uh, uh, discord out and we really appreciate your help for the community jordan it's been awesome um but yeah i think that's going to be the plan uh, i think we're going to do a little bit of a watch party on that i may have to step away a little bit and then come back but i'll be back and we'll watch it i'll probably uh actually stream it up on my tv too should be a good time i might shoot some bad guys in the meantime oh that's another question would you guys want to what do you think about if we just did a general gaming channel on here for like a chat for gaming. Um, I play a lot of Call of Duty. I'm not going to lie. Would you guys be down to like we get together in here, um, you know, and maybe hook up and shoot some bad guys? Would you guys be cool with that? Yeah, let me know in the chat. I know Jordan's all for it. Um, I definitely want to do some sim racing stuff in here, but maybe just shooting bad guys, I think, would be fun, too. Um, see, everybody likes Call of Duty. <laughs> Oh, maybe we could set that up too. Um, I know James, one of our uh, uh, one of our longtime sales monsters here. Uh, he's actually one of the most beast mode first person shooter players I've ever seen in my life. Um, that's he's he's terrifying. Um, he's terrifyingly good at COD. Um, he's terrifyingly good at anything he plays. Um, I don't think he's ever touched grass. Um, some of that is due to the fact he lives in Arizona, but, um, yeah, the guy, the guy's crazy. Um, I, I have it on good authority. He has actually taken time off to play whatever new COD comes out. Like that is that level of commitment, which you have to applaud. <laughs> so yeah, I think this has been a good show. Um, we went over a bunch of stuff. I, I don't know what we're going to name it. Um, it should be something to do with buckets buckets um yep buckets <laughs> buckets are effing important uh i can't stress it enough willow springs and buckets yep <laughs> and uh yeah oh one other thing we are working hard on getting shirts okay um we may not put them on the website so you may have to contact me for a shirt. We're trying to make kind of a premium shirt, so I don't want to scare anybody off, but the shirt may be like 30 bucks. But we want to make a premium nice shirt. Are any of you guys a... Uh, that's what I was going to ask. If we make some big, big dude sizes, I may special order it, okay? I may special order it, and it might be a little more expensive, but I'd be down to do some big guy stuff. Discord exclusive shirts. Eh, it might kind of end up being a Discord exclusive thing because I don't think we're going to put it on the site. Um, but I can tell you it's going to be sick. 
Um, it's going to be real sick. Okay. Uh, very stoked about the shirt. It's going to have a really badass logo on the front with a big boogie. We're going to have uh, in the back, we've got some really cool stuff with uh, with the sponsors that have been helping us out with the program. There may or may not be a pirate flag on it. We got a lot of cool stuff happening, okay? Um, Mr. Butler, don't worry. I won't forget you, and I know you need a big guy shirt too, so make sure you... Uh, you, you uh, uh, I'm going to need a kind of a count on sizes and what, you know, if we need some big guy sizes, I want to make sure I get some big guy sizes. So maybe kind of pop them in the chat. Um, or actually I might make another thread of what we're trying to do with it. Um, and then we'll, we'll go from there. Kid sizes too. You know what? Eh, maybe, maybe, um, give me a count. I think that would be fun. Three kids. Yes, I, I like the idea of family shirts. I love that stuff. Two kids, see? Why wouldn't we do some kid sizes? I'll take a couple of infant. Oh, man, let's go hard. Um, just send me a shirt with your face on it. Maybe. Somebody m maybe could make that. <laughs> so, damn it, Stephanie. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, I think we're going to call it. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Thank you for keeping this going. You guys are the best. You're the reason we keep doing this. And uh, we're going to try to make this shareable. And when we do, I need you guys to share the link, even if you were in here, because we got to get more people listening to this so we can continue to do it. Love you all to pieces. And uh, we will see you next time.